the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And this counters another false teaching that some of us may have been exposed to that suggests that God the Father is the judge just waiting to drop the hammer and Jesus somehow or other gets him to change his mind. From the scripture we know that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit has loved man and been for reconciliation from the very beginning. The Apostle Paul in his writings in the book of Colossians wanted to make sure that the believers in that church clearly understood the relationship between Jesus Christ, His Father, God, and the Holy Spirit. More on today's edition of Study Verse by Verse from our look at the book of Colossians with Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. He's still in chapter 1, right around the 15th verse. Now also notice he has two categories here, those in heaven, which are spiritual and invisible, and those on earth that are material and visible. And because the false teachers believed that the material or physical world was evil, they thought that God could not have created it. And if Christ were God, as the Christians claimed, then according to their reasoning, Christ could only be in charge of the spiritual realm. But Paul here clarifies that all thrones, dominions, principalities, powers in heaven and earth, both visible and invisible, are all under His authority. He is Lord of all. Verse 17, And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. He's the antecedent of creation. He is before all things. He is not a created being. He is not a creature. If He was a creature, then He would have had to have created Himself because all things were created by Him. And that would mean that He'd have to exist before He existed, which is not possible. He is before all things. And in Him all things hold together. He's not only the creator of creation, but He's also the sustainer. That everything's held together and in order and prevented from disintegrating into chaos by Him, that there's nothing that's independent from Him. The word that's translated whole together there means it, it, it functions in a logical way. It's an order to it. It's not chaotic. All of the systems, all of the laws, all of the order of our universe that holds it together and keeps it from going into utter chaos are not only scientific laws, but they're also divine design. God is the God of order. Now John Corson wrote an interesting law of science known as Coulomb's Law of Electricity says that like charges repel. You can prove Coulomb's Law by pushing the positive ends of two magnets towards each other and feeling them repel each other. Opposite charges attract like charges repel. But there's a great mystery. 
In the nucleus of the atom, protons are packed together that are all positive charged particles. So what keeps these positive charged protons from repelling each other like magnets? What holds them together? What holds the atom together? Science doesn't know. You can study quantum physics and learn lots of hypotheses and theories, and yet to this day, it's a mystery to scientists. But not to believers. For Scripture tells us the answer. It is Jesus Christ who holds all things together. And the day is coming when he's suddenly going to let go. The Apostle Peter wrote, 2 Peter 3.10, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with a fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Now it was written long before mankind knew anything about nuclear physics or the possibility of something being dissolved instantly. But now we know that this atomic glue that holds it all together, if it suddenly disappeared, everything would instantaneously dissolve in a zillion degree heat accompanied by an explosion and great noise that would be so fast that nobody would ever hear it. God spoke through the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 6, 17, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. Everything's going to evaporate as though it never existed. That doesn't worry us because God can create anything and everything from nothing. And he doesn't forget what he doesn't want to forget. And then he moves to Christ's relationship with the church. And he is the head of the body of the church. Now, there are many descriptions of the church that are used in Scripture, and, and one of them that's used very often, is very important, is the, is the picture of the body. And the body of Christ is composed of all true believers. When a person puts their faith in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, they're immediately baptized into the body by His Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And the church is composed of people that come from all kinds of different backgrounds, different cultures, different languages, different gifts, different abilities. The one thing that brings us together, the one thing that unifies us is our faith in Christ Jesus. And when we come together, we don't lose our individual identities. But we all come together in unity because we all report to the head, which is Christ. The Greek usage of the word head means source and origin as well as leader and ruler. So Jesus Christ is the origin of and source for the church, his body, and also the leader. And just as all of the parts of the body function under the direction of the head, so all of us Christians ought to work together and function under our head, which is Christ. And then it says, he is the beginning, the firstborn from among the dead. There's that word firstborn again. He is the beginning, and then an aspect of that beginning, he's the firstborn from the dead. He's not the first one to come back from the dead because there was a widow's son that was raised in the Old Testament and Jesus raised a widow's son in the New Testament and Jesus raised Lazarus. He wasn't the first one to come back from the dead, but he was the first one to come back from the dead never to die again because Lazarus and those others have died again. And because he was the first, there's going to be many more who will live forever after they die. 
All who trust in Christ will ultimately defeat death and rise to live eternally with Him. He will always be preeminent. He will always have first place. Without His resurrection, there could be no resurrection of the like for anyone else. He's the firstborn from among the dead. And because He rose from the dead, we can put our faith in Jesus. He's not a martyr, and He's not a myth, and He's not a legend. He's alive, ruling His kingdom and leading His church that in everything he might be preeminent. And this is the theme of this entire section, that Christ is preeminent, that all that God has done in Christ is that he might be preeminent. It's a word that's not used elsewhere in the New Testament, but it's related to the word firstborn, that Jesus has a position that is first of all, most important of all. It's all about Christ. Christianity is all about Christ. You know, some of us, it takes a while for us to figure that out. Because before Christ, it was all about me. And then, all of a sudden, we discover Christ, and we still think it's all about me. Christ saved me because of me, or whatever the case might be. It's not about me at all. Christianity is all about Christ. For in Him... All the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. All the fullness, pleroma is the word there. It was a, a, a technical term that was used by the false teachers that described the sum of all the divine power and attributes. And he, he, Paul uses that term in a different meaning here. He's saying in Christ, every aspect of God was pleased to dwell. And the word dwell there means to dwell permanently. And that dispels any notion that is taught by, say, for instance, the Christian scientists today that suggests that Christ only had divine power temporarily, that it came and that it went. By this statement, Paul is refuting the idea that Jesus could not be human and divine at the same time, that Christ is fully human and that he is fully divine. That Christ has always been God and will always be God. All of God, including his attributes, characteristics, nature, and being, indwells the Son. Any teaching that diminishes any aspect of Christ, whether it be his humanity or his divinity, is false teaching. Christ is fully God and fully man. And because Christ is fully God, he's able to do what no mere man could do. Reconcile sinners to holy God. Now, when Adam and Eve chose to sin against God, in effect, they were declaring war against God. But God did not declare war against them. Instead, God promised a savior through the seed of the woman and a plan for reconciliation. And through him, Christ, to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. So the goal, the purpose, the reason of his coming was reconciliation. He came to heal the chasm that sin had caused between man and God. 
The initiative for reconciliation was with God. The scriptures never speak of God being reconciled to men, but always men being reconciled to God. That God's attitude towards men has always been love and nothing else. There are some fundamental uh, understandings for you to ponder as you go through your day today. God's love for you is absolutely unconditional. This is a daily broadcast called Study Verse by Verse. It's an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and our teacher is Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands. They're on the web at highlands.us. And um, if you're looking for a church home, I encourage you to uh, check out Church of the Highlands, especially if you're in the San Bruno area. You'll not only be able to hear this teaching on a regular basis, but you'll also have some uh, marvelous opportunities to serve Christ in a variety of ways through the opportunities there at the church. That's uh, highlands.us for more details. And of course, you'll find directions to the campus and the uh, times when worship services occur across the weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us today. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week with Pastor Leighton Sheely opening the Word of God to the book of Colossians and helping us study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.